Hey there, sisters. Before we get started today, Kate and I wanted to let you know that we had some audio issues with the interview portion of this podcast. We apologize, but there is still so much goodness in there. We hope that you'll power through with us, and we will be back in two weeks with an episode with our regular audio. Thanks so much. This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is an award-winning monthly subscription crate with hands-on projects that make learning about science, technology, art, geography, culture, and math fun. Everything KiwiCo produces is designed by experts and tested by kids. KiwiCo spends over a thousand hours designing and testing every single crate. From geography and culture to engineering and design to science and art and more, KiwiCo offers crates for everyone. Kara, you just had some boxes arrive at your house, right? Oh my goodness, my daughter has made a couple of like the coolest things lately. She has just been like yeah, it's it's been amazing. She made a pinball machine. She made um a ukulele. Like a oh working goodness. ukulele. Have you guys gotten that one? We you know, we have one that I haven't opened yet. I wonder if it's in there. Oh, it's so cool. And then um she made a lockbox which we was so funny cuz she locked a bunch of my stuff in there and then was like all right we're gonna do this thing I'm gonna like lock some of your stuff and then I'm gonna hide the key and then you find it okay and she locked my deodorant in there and I mean she was joking she was totally joking but I'm like okay um yeah that's not gonna work tomorrow if I don't find that key but she was just messing around she was just it was like right under her but it was fine but yeah I mean it's awesome though really neat design isn't that so cool yeah the way it yeah. Oh my gosh. Awesome. And the pinball machine was really cool too. We we made that one recently and we made a card shuffler, which is perfect because we play yes. so many card games here. Yeah. And a coin sorter. So then my oldest went down to my car and cleaned out like all the coins and got rid of all the pennies. I said if they sorted everything, they could just have the pennies, which they were super excited about. I just want them. Like there was too many. There was an overabundance. <laughs> Um, and then the one that we we most recently made was a lantern that is also a flashlight, depending on how you manipulate the pieces. Um, and it's perfect timing for us because my oldest just went on an overnight with the Boy Scouts, and so the kids have been pretending to play camp out together, and they've been using that. Oh, that's so fun! It also fun. makes for great shadow parties during the witching hour when it's dark at four yeah. p.m. Yeah, that's very huga to have a lantern this time of year I love lanterns I'm super into lanterns so um I think we have the lantern box I'm gonna I'm gonna get a kid to do that today (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna look for that ukulele right (laughs) so to learn more about all the crates KiwiCo has to offer and to pick which ones your kids would like best go to kiwico.com slash homeschool sisters that's kiwico.com slash homeschool sisters Sisters listeners who follow this link will get a free trial promotion. You'll get your first month free. You only need to pay for shipping, $4.95 in the U.S. or $9.95 for international shipping. And we'll make sure we put a link to that over in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com as well. Hi there and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, I'm very excited about this weekend. 
Oh my goodness. The Kindred Conference is coming up on Saturday, the 22nd. You've got all your stuff done, right? <laughs> We're recording this a little early. We still have like a little bit of time to work on our stuff. So. I have done a large chunk and the rest of it is in my brain, but we've had um, under the weather kiddos. So it's right now it's up there and I can't wait to get it out. It's just- <laughs> Well, it's just, it's funny because like we're recording stuff early, but like, so technically we want to tell you that when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on the 18th, registration for the Kindred Winter Homeschool Conference, which Kate and I are both part of, along with our friends, Mary Wilson and Alicia Hutchinson, the registration ends tomorrow night. So it ends on the 19th, February 19th at midnight so you need to go register like right this minute if you're listening to this you're gonna want to come there the content is incredible what everybody's talking about is perfect for february and then we wrote an ebook together that's going to be included with the ticket for people who attend live yeah and we when we planned out this ebook we're like you know what we'll each write like a couple pages about something and this is turning (laughs) into like a major like huge ebook. We have an editor, you guys. I mean, how fancy <laughs> is that? Um, so here's the thing though. If you're listening to this like in 2022 or something and you're like, you just found the podcast and you're like, oh no, I missed it. Um, there are replays available at kindredhomeschool.com. But man, this is so complicated. I feel like we're in like a time book with like different competing timelines. But if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the 18th, the day it comes out, you still have a day day. to register, but only one day. Yeah, it's just a lot to keep track of. (laughs) But we hope you'll join us. It's a conference you can watch from home in your pajamas. We're doing it on a Saturday this year because we're hoping that maybe that will help parents be able to attend a little easier because maybe two parents will be home to take care of kiddos but you know we're testing it out if it ends up that it doesn't work well we'll go back to a friday the first two were on fridays but but it's just such a fun day and it's really encouraging in a way that some conferences aren't because we're not going to overwhelm you we're just going to equip you with some encouragement and some good ideas and i'm really excited about what i'm talking about we are not going to add to your to-do list because we know what february is like so We just want to give you some ideas and some inspiration to keep going and to finish the rest of the homeschool year strong because it's so common for people to feel a dip right now and to just feel like, especially like if it's your first year, it can be really scary to be like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like, you know, doing what I was doing before. And it, that's actually really normal. I mean, from like the big, big picture, it's very normal for pe- for people just in winter to not feel as motivated right. because um, what's that quote? Like nothing in nature blooms all year, you know, right. it's right. kind it's of a, a dormant down. time. Yeah. So, and if you're contending with sick kids, I know I'm raising my hands and things like that. You can just mm-hmm. feel really frustrated if you're not getting accomplished what you had hoped for at this point, yeah. but just know that spring is coming and your motivation will spike back up and we're going to yeah. help you get yeah. through give you some ideas get you excited again get you ready to oh like my gosh. jump back into things spring is such I've a fun time to homeschool fun, like, freebie stuff for the attendees 
Yeah. From this book nerd. I'm so excited. I know. It's it's going to be good. So, okay. One more time. Register. Registration closes uh, Wednesday, February 19th at midnight. And so register at kindredhomeschool.com. If you're listening to this after the fact, we're sorry you missed registration, but replays are available on our site, kindredhomeschool.com. All right. Now, are you ready to talk to Trisha and Nana? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, this is one we've wanted to do for a while. We just I see... actually had I had little paparazzi at the window during this one, hopping up and down outside trying to get a glimpse. Yeah. This the is Nana. Yeah, this was a time. The other time was when SD Smith was on with his wife oh my Gina. Gosh. Um where yeah, I had a kiddo that was like, "Can I say hi?" And then, of course, of course, Nana. So, Trisha Hodges and Nana Nana Hames. What did I just do, Kate? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was worried about... I did this during the whole episode, too. I just feel like... Because she comes to your table. She feels like a member of the family. But her name is Lucia Hames. And they are the folks behind You're an Artist Chalk Pastels, one of our favorite homeschool resources, for sure. I can still remember, like, at the beginning of the podcast, you talking about them and saying, like, yeah, we did it for Shark Week. And I was like, what? What is this thing? And then you showed me, and it changed everything. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful it did because they bring art right to your kitchen table, and it's just so cozy and warm and wonderful. And because Nana's doing the teaching, you can do art with your kids, which is lovely. Right. It is. It's a really fun way to connect with your kids. Yeah. And not have to do all the work. Right? Yeah. And what's really nice, like we talk about this um, in the episode, but when you're doing art with your kids, it helps a lot with that. Like if you have kids that are kind of perfectionists with their mm-hmm. art, you know, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit about my graham cracker. No, not graham cracker, animal cracker. Um. <laughs> I tried to make a map of the United States and it did not work. So, all right. So we just need to jump in. Should we call? Yes, we should. All right. All right. Hello. Good morning. Hey. Hey there. Hey. Hi, friends. We are so thrilled to have you with us. We have had Nana on the podcast, her voice anyway, once when she left (laughs) us a message. Yes, you did. But we're thrilled to have you both here today. And um, can we start off? Can you tell us a little bit about your yourselves, your family, and what you do? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Well, being the senior member, I'll I'll just jump in there. Um, there's not much to tell about Nana. Full and open. It uh, it has been a lovely life. I feel like a spoiled child. I have had great success. And of course, in between that, you know, you you have these ups and downs and all. Anyway, I have two grown children and seven grandchildren. And uh, I am retired. That is my job. Now, except that this wonderful lady sitting next to me is my boss. 
<laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, it is just, I, I feel so like a child. You know, well, mother, you need to, is <laughs> how most conversations start. Um, I just, I can't, I'm, I'm just trying my best to think of wonderful and succinct things to say about my life. It's just, you know, it's just been a, a paintbrush in one hand and a piece of chalk in the other. And the Lord has just blessed me beyond belief. Aww. Well, that's wonderful. What about you, Trisha? What do you have to say about family and work? Well, she's been a wonderful example in so many ways, and I'm grateful for how she has raised me and my brother. And um, You know, she has been the one that has led us down this road of artistic pursuit and was always so supportive when we started homeschooling. We started homeschooling back in 2000. Yes, and my mother has always been so supportive of us, and we started homeschooling in 2000, and she was one that went to the homeschool convention with us and helped us pick out some curriculum, and um, she has stopped by to teach art lessons from the beginning, pretty much. Um, we have five children, my husband and I, and we have three girls and two boys. We've graduated two. And our oldest is about to graduate from college in May. And then we're graduating our third um, homeschooler in May as well. So we have two graduates in May. Busy time. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned that the art pursuits came from Nana. So one of our questions was, how did how, Nana, how did you? I, sh I should stop calling you Nana, shouldn't I? I should address no, you by your no, first no, name. No, is that no, okay? No, okay. No. I think of you as Nana because you come to our kitchen table and I, I, mean, I have all these. <laughs> I mean, you know, I put on the Nana hat and I'm it. So. Yeah. <laughs> We've made your pie. Thanks, Lady Hires, for delicious <laughs> apple pie that we will link to in the show notes because it is the best apple pie in the world. Um, and so, I, I, yeah, I, I am calling you Nana instead of your first name. Mm. Um, but can you tell us about how you got started with art and where all that came from? Oh, I have never not loved to draw. I'm sure that uh, my mother followed me around the house with a, you know, spick and span or comet and rub things off the walls. I was blessed with supportive parents, which is, is difficult to understand in the deep South because we had certain roles that we followed, education and, and then marriage. And, you know, it, once marriage occurred, education went out the window mostly or any sort of pursuits unless you were in junior leg. So um, it just, I've never not loved to paint. And when I say paint, you know that this is paint right here. I'm holding up a wonderful piece of pastel, the chalk, which is liquid paint that is dried. And I explain that to our students all the time. It's a magical, unbelievable, very forgiving uh, medium and it brings success and joy. 
Well, I have to share real quick that um, she used to paint murals on the walls of elementary schools and the wings of hospitals. I remember my brother and I would go and, and sit in the hallway while she and my aunt would paint these giant murals, you know, of faraway places. And, and that was just such a wonderful memory for me to see all those things. Some of them still are there. I, think. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What a cool experience. Trisha, did you learn art lessons from your mom growing up? Well, not really. I mean, I went off to school because I went to public school. and But I always remember um, her teaching us creative things. Like, I remember she would pick up an acorn, and you know the little top part on the acorn, she'd pop it off and say, look, now this can be a bowl for your Barbies. And we would do things like that, and we'd, I remember doing cross stitch at a baseball game and always we would be decorating or doing some sort of something or baking. So, and then when I got to my teen years, they, my parents gave me a camera. So I became an artist through photography. She, oh, is, she is an artist when it comes to, you know, photography It's just amazing. My brother was always the one that was drawing something. Well, yeah. Yeah. He always could figure out how to draw instead of doing chores or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those over here. Wait, that sounds very familiar. No. I like that. <laughs> he, he is a blessing. He really is. He's one of the few human beings on the face of this earth that can be told, I, I need for you to draw me this and he would just sit down and just do it and it was what you asked for I can't do that I can't do it at all so you know it, it just points out that we each have our place in what we can do we each have our special talent and yes. that's what we're here for is to help students and adults learn what their special talent in our medium is. That's lovely. Oh, and that leads perfectly into our question of how your artist Chalk Pastels got started. <laughs> well, it wasn't ever anything that we planned. Um, <laughs> what happened was I started blogging um, way back in 2008 and just started sharing pictures from the beach. I think that's what I was doing. And um, then the next year, we knew that there was going to be this big snowstorm coming. And that's a big deal for the South. So <laughs> we said, Nana, you should come over and be snowed in with us. So she did. And she brought her big box of chalk pastels. And we all, she gathered us around the table. I was just watching and she put that box of chalk pastels in the middle of the table and started teaching them to draw a path to the beach while it was snowing outside. And they just fell in love. And of course I was taking pictures and all this. And so <laughs> then we started asking her to come back and share some more art lessons. And I started sharing those online. And then one of our readers said, could you just put all these in one place for us? Like maybe in an ebook or something. And, so we did that, and it just snowballed from there, and then yes, grew and, into <laughs> and the empire was born. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh. 
it, it has been, it, it has it been a joy. It really has been a joy. We've, I can't think of a negative because, of course, I'm not in the business end of the <laughs> empire. I just get to do the fun stuff. You know, like I said, I put on my hat, Nana hat and, you know, get in front of any camera and I am such a ham. So, you know, I, I just love to talk about art and I love to really woo those students and get them to love it as much as we do. Oh, and you do. You absolutely do. I, my daughter, one time, um, she did, she actually was making food, but um, she, <laughs> she created a really pretty plate from the food and she, uh, she held it up to me and she said, you know, mom and Nana's right. I am an artist. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. exactly. You're just so good at how you talk to the kids. And one of my favorite, you have a podcast now. Yes. And I think it was the first episode where you talk about how we talk to our kids and it just, I, I was crying listening to it because really, I mean, as homeschool mothers, if we could all hear that, you know, often that how we talk to our kids is so important and not just about art, but about math or spelling or anything, but just being an encouraging voice and a supportive voice. Oh, it's so good. So we'll be sure to link to your podcast in our show notes as well over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. Great. Sounds great. And your, your joy is contagious. I always, I always tell people I put on uh, chalk pastel when, when we need Nana to calm us down. <laughs> like the witching hour. And this is going back years. I mean, we started, my kids were teeny tiny. They're older now. We don't really have a witching hour most days, but, um, it was just such a, a calming, soothing way to get the kids to do something with their hands and create something that they were proud of that we would hang in the kitchen. And just they were happier after it. It was like magic. I always say you're my favorite substitute teacher. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> Let's any, call it, you know, they were actually outside the window over here because they can't believe I'm talking to you, like hopping up. <laughs> <laughs> We can get them excited about anything, but, you know, there are certain math problems that, but art helps math. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, tell us more about that and, and why it's important to include art for our, for our kids and our families. Well, art is a fantastic brain break. And I've seen it happen with my own children. If we are stuck in, in the throes of a certain problem or, or anything, we can just stand up, turn around, go to the kitchen table, pull out the chalk pastels, or take a break in some way, run outside, and then come back and see it in a new way. Because you've had that brain break. It opens up, you've, you've described it before, how it's left brain and right brain. Yeah, and all, yeah. it is. I took a class on it years ago. And, you know, there are days when I feel like I don't have a brain at all. But actually, you know, the left, I have to think, left side of the brain 
is the one that just takes over. And it is a marvelous calming. And when there are facts or problems to be learned, it it just helps. So you just it helps with comprehension. It is vital, I believe. I'm very, very pro art and feel like I need to go and, and get a placard sometimes and march in front of the state capitol about it. It's just, <laughs> it's just a wonderful medium. It really is. Yes. And what's so lovely is that a, a lot of us didn't get a lot of art education, you know, when we were growing up. And so I think we feel intimidated and we don't know where to start. So it's so wonderful that you can literally come to the kitchen table and, you know, that we have that as a resource for our kids. Um, and Nana teaches art. And then I do the art with my kids because I need a brain break. Yes. <laughs> we, and, we are great advocates of the parents working and doing the art project. I mean, I literally get tears in my eyes when I get the photographs of, look, Daddy helped today. And Mama yeah. was taking the pictures, but Daddy sat down with us and did this project. And it just, it is just beyond belief. It, it, it just fills my heart with joy when families do this together. This is a family art. There are no mistakes in pastel. No mistakes. I've made them on camera. And I'm not a smooth operator. But I tell you, I've, you know, I've placed things in the, the wrong place in my lessons and said, oh, oh, look, now I made a mistake. That's the key. You admit it. And then you take your pastel and you just right over it and make it into something else or make it bigger or whatever. There's just no mistakes. It's not an excuse. Not an excuse <laughs> at all. Well, and I, I absolutely but, love that because I have a one child who's more of a perfectionist oh. than the other two. And chalk pastels are forgiving because you can really kind of smudge things away or wipe things away. But I, I have witnessed you doing that during lessons and watched my kids process what you're saying that you can't make mistakes in art and it's just you know everything's unique and you need to be proud of what you're doing and work hard and it's been huge helping if you have a little perfectionist out there this is a way to introduce art that's not going to overwhelm them i was just going to say that um i realized that i was an artist using chalk pastels as well because nana was still working in her job before she was retired and we would have artists asking for particular lessons. And I would also say, oh, this, we really need to do an art project with this book we're reading. So I would sit down and start working. And I realized just by watching her that I could do this too. And I realized what a wonderful thing it was to just mm -hmm. calm down and do and be able to share. So, yeah, she's, I mean, she's it's quite an ages. artist. I mean, you know. My job is in jeopardy some days. You know? Well, so talking a little bit about perfectionism, that's something that we hear a lot from moms that their kids, 
they'll start an art project and then they'll get hung up because it's not perfect. So do you have other tips for teaching kids that really get tripped up or parents who really get tripped up by perfectionism? Well, I have to go back to the, the sad story. I still have this letter from a mom and she sent it in and she said, look at this. Look at this painting. My child did this, and it's just awful. And I don't know how to help him. It's just awful. He cannot do this. It's, it is making me so upset. What can I do to help him paint or do art better? My, I thought my heart was going to break. It just... You, you cannot approach an attempt that any student makes with negativity. You don't at all. Even a three-year-old who is finally gripping a piece of chalk in his hand and look out, he will put it all over his face, you know, because they just, they just feel good, you know, and you've got to try it out. So anyway, with the three-year-old, this is the attitude. Don't look at the mess. You say, as a parent, to this three-year-old, Oh, my goodness. Look at that purple line you have drawn. It is the most gorgeous thing I have ever seen. Come here, Bobby. Look at, look at your brothers. Look, look at this. Isn't it wonderful? Please, let's do another one. Can you do one a little bit longer or have it go up in the air or not up in the air, up on the paper? <laughs> you know, I mean, then you take that first attempt and you hang it in the prized place of your house, which is the refrigerator door in the kitchen. And everybody that comes in, especially when grandparents or friends, look at this. Isn't this wonderful? Of course it is. And the child just goes, hey, I'm all right. You know, I can, I can paint and I can drop. Let me, uh, and they just almost become obnoxious sometimes, wanting you to see every little thing. But I mean, it's just, it's so easy, so easy. One more thing, and I know I'm talking a lot. I have had teachers that expressed to me when I first started going to pastel classes that I had the wrong colors, the wrong paper, the wrong, you know, the wrong box to carry my pastels in the my green pastels especially were wrong every everything about it was wrong well I was at a financial low point <laughs> in my life and I couldn't afford you know the pastels she wanted me to have and I'm sure that my paintings would have been equal to hers but there's just a time when you just go okay I've tried. I've done this, and I am moving on, 
and I'm going to use what I have until I can get what I need to have. Use the primary student uh, pastels first. Don't go for the expensive stuff and the expensive papers, although they are glorious. But, <laughs> but you know, just stay with it for a while. Slowly and surely, it will come. It really does. I paint every single day, whether with a paintbrush or a pastel, every day. And I've gotten pretty good. But <laughs> you <laughs> have. You just have. have to try. That's all there is to it. And I don't have anybody to tell me that my purple line is great. <laughs> well, and I would like to encourage the homeschool mom that gets overwhelmed with either perfectionism from a child or even getting the supplies out and getting started because it is overwhelming at times when you don't have that practice. What you need to focus on is just the smiles on your children's faces because giving them this opportunity, you never know what it will lead to. This simple practice of art may help them develop another love in some way that's going to be their lifelong job or, or dream or, or practice in some way. So I just want to encourage you to not get caught up in the mess that baby wipes are a wonderful thing and just, just go with it and enjoy this time, even if for 10 minutes once a week. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And we will make sure too, that we link on the chalkpastel.com website. You have a starter set of chalk pastels that you recommend and really it's printer paper that you can yeah. start with so mm -hmm. there's not a huge barrier construction paper is wonderful because it's got this great drag on it i love oh. it i love your passion for art supplies it's very dark. <laughs> and i love when you use a dark construction paper with the lighter chalk pastels mm -hmm. that's one of their favorites mm -hmm. Well, so speaking of perfectionism, I have to tell you that a few months ago, you did a program with Cindy West, who's been on the podcast before from our journey westward, and it was about Lewis and Clark, and it was such a wonderful event. It was a live event on mm -hmm. Facebook, I believe, and so we were supposed to draw a map of the United States. <laughs> I already love this story. I know it's And I was doing it with my kids, and my map of the United States looked like an animal cracker. It was <laughs> not accurate in at all. But, but what I realized, because I kept going, because Nana said keep going, so I kept going. And what I realized was, this is about art, but this is also about understanding Lewis and Clark. And they're and, and where you know they where they started, where they went to, why it was so uncharted at the time, and it really it didn't matter that my map was an animal cracker. It did not matter because I was I was learning so much, and that's the thing too is that even if you're not a natural artist, you can learn about sharks presidents 
all kinds of things. You have a whole series called I Drew It, Then I Knew It. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you've talked about like, you know, while you're draw- drawing the Roman Colosseum, you're learning about, you know, when it was built and how it was built and what it was used for. So really what you give to families is, is art, but also a, a lot more. And so I, I think it's, that makes it even a better resource for parents who, you know, like you said, Kate, when your kids needed to calm down or something, you don't have to feel guilty. Like, Oh, they're, they're just doing art. You know, I mean, art has value, like you said, in and of itself, but they're also learning so much from your lessons. And you've made it really easy to, if you're doing a certain lesson in virtually any academic subject to tack on the art without feeling guilty about it because it's you've made it so that it's easy to do extension activities on something you're already learning because I know a lot of homeschool parents feel that guilt like I need to get the math and the language arts done and art sometimes might go to the back burner because you're struggling to get everything in but the the way you have the the site set up is just perfect for homeschoolers who want to add it on to any subject can you talk about oh, because we did olympics the olympics yeah. were huge here. Sharp week. Sharp week every year. I don't update because my my oldest looks so teeny. I was like, I really need to update this, but I just love. Oh, that's one of our favorites. (laughs) Is when he shows his whole book full of sharks. Oh, that's just wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about the clubhouse and how that works? Because there's like so many lessons and so much in there. Can you just kind of explain that a little bit for families who might be wondering what all it offers? Um, We started developing all those different courses based on just what everybody enjoys. And then we realized that it would be nice since we have so many lessons, there's like 550 or something lately. Um, It would be nice for everybody to be able to just have access to what they need rather than just one little part of it. So we created this membership so that you could log in and scroll through and find the things that match your homeschool and all the things that are already going on that you're teaching so that you have what you need and and you can just enjoy. You can start with art if you want to. That's perfect. Yeah, um, because there's other things you can buy ebooks you can buy a group of video lessons from the site but if you really want access to everything you can do the clubhouse and then if your kids all of a sudden say you know mom you know I see so many birds at our bird feeder in the backyard you can go oh bird lessons and it's right there for you or whatever interest they express which Mm -hmm. is just it's it's great if you have those kids that all of a sudden have something (laughs) Yes. Well, and we, they get really passionate. <laughs> right. And we yeah. also do, live, Nana does live lessons for our members as well. So, you know, if there's one of those days that you do need a substitute teacher and, and if you have a child that really does well interacting live, then that we have that option as well. That was us on Monday with Robert Frost. <laughs> you helped yeah. us muddle through on Monday. <laughs> all right. Well, I just have to say that. I, I drew it, then I knew it. Even, listen to me, old people. Even helps comprehension, memorization, everything. Uh, I found this out watching Jeopardy. I promise, I promise, this is true. 
you know, Alex Trebek has these incredibly hard questions. And all of a sudden, you know, I'll go, oh, well, that's so-and-so. And it's because I drew it first. And now I know it. So that in itself came about that whole series. What I didn't think it up at all. It was placed before me. Uh, I, I truly am a, a believer and I have no problem in, you know, mentioning this at, at all, that it was not my thought at all. Goodness gracious, I couldn't have thought this up. And it was complete, complete, the whole thing. And I called this child and I said, well, guess what? And she was just as stunned as I am because it just expresses everything that, that art does for a student. That, like you say, if you're drawing the Colosseum or you're making that, that rocket that's going to go to the moon, even though mine are kind of sideways, <laughs> or you're painting, you know, a megalodon that's, that is swimming under your, your sailboat. All these things. You have drawn this. You have picked out the colors. You have done it yourself. So when Alex Trebek asks you a question in life, you drew it, so you knew it, and you yes. can buzz right in. And <laughs> so now, okay, we need to get we need to get Nana on Jeopardy. Okay. Yeah, we do. <laughs> now, after your art lesson, you watch Jeopardy. That's right. Yeah. Nana gives you permission. <laughs> hey, Kate. You know what I learned recently? You know our Warby Parker glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know where that name comes from? No. It's from Jack Kerouac. Uh, two what? of yeah, I just learned this from from Warby Parker. Two of his <laughs> earliest characters, <laughs> um, recently uncovered in his personal journals, bore the names Zag Parker and Warby Pepper. Oh my goodness! I what a fun of, fact! Like I want to be named Warby Pepper, but like that's going to be every <laughs> hotel reservation or not hotel restaurant Chipotle. reservation from now on is going to be under Warby Pepper. But yeah, I've always wondered where it came from because, you know, we have their glasses and we love their glasses. Oh my gosh, I love that. Warby Parker glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Check out their free home try-on program, order five pairs of glasses, and try them on for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. They ship free, and the box includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash homeschool to take a quiz and order your free home try-on. We both did the home try-on. That was fun. We got to put it, it on so Instagram, fun. get people's opinions. Um, and I'm also excited that Warby Parker has introduced Scout, which are comfortable, breathable, affordable daily contact lenses. Because I wear daily contacts, and I love the convenience of a fresh pair each day, but I 
don't like that they come in these little plastic containers and I just feel like that's not a great thing. So Scout comes in these like unique minimalist packages um, and their contacts are made from super moist material that resists drying for lasting hydration and comfort. So you can actually order a trial pack that includes six days worth of contacts for only $5. And then you'll receive $5 off your next Warby Parker order. Um, and you can do that at warbyparker.com slash homeschool. I'm going to tell my husband about that. Right? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, he just he just switched to dailies, and I feel bad about the plastic. He said, he said it too, but yeah. they're better for his eyes. Yes. Almost 1 billion people worldwide lack access to glasses. This means that 15% of the global population cannot effectively learn or work, which is crazy because glasses were invented 700 years ago. We should be on top of this. Warby Parker partners with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Oh, I love that. Um, so go check out Warby Parker. Go to warbyparker.com slash homeschool. You can grab your Scout Contacts trial there for just $5, or you can pick out glasses for an at-home try-on. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash homeschool, and we'll put a link over in the show notes as well. And I'm heading there right now to go try some new contacts. <laughs> So you have a couple of newer things going on. Um, you're doing master classes for artists who are maybe looking for a little bit more, a little bit more of a challenge, right? Can you talk about those a little mm -hmm. bit? Yes, we had several artists that have grown up with us mm -hmm. and they are now middle and high school age or their moms. And they said, you know, we love your chalk pastels, but can Nana teach us a few more things, maybe on a higher level, skill level? And so we said, well, sure. And so Nana's going to teach, has been teaching uh, master classes in acrylics and chalk pastels. And um, those are just coming up about once a month mm -hmm. and as, as we're inspired. So let us know if you have some suggestions. It was, yeah. it was really difficult to change gears for me because I have always, you know, spoken to and taught actually old, well, from kindergarten to uh, preteens. That was my mindset. And you get in that mindset, which is bad, because we've gone on and on and on and done you know, all these lessons, and then all of a sudden we have these kids that are going, well, I mean, you know, it just is really not what I want to paint. This castle looks like, you know, an open mouth of a dinosaur. So I really want to put turrets in there and flags and, mm -hmm. and tiny little windows and maybe, you know, some crusaders down here at the side and... and I, I just was stunned. I thought, they've grown up with me. <laughs> and it's time to help them. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be kind of wonderful, though, to know that, that you've influenced so many kids and that now they're they're growing up and they have this base of art to draw from. That's, yes. it that's is really wonderful. a great lesson. It, it just... So how can people find out more about the master classes? Is the best way to sign up for your emails? 
That would be great. Yes. And, okay. and they are just part of the clubhouse. So clubhouse oh, members perfect. will find out details. Okay. <laughs> and you have a long friendship, Trisha, with a couple of our favorite people, Mary from Squilt and Cindy West from Our Journey Westward. And um, you have, I, I was talking about the Lewis and Clark event where I learned more about Lewis and Clark in one morning than I've known my entire life. And I've been to St. Louis and I've gone to the Lewis and Clark Museum. And still, I learned more about Lewis and Clark during that hour session than I've, than I've known at, you know, at 41 years old. Um, so you are going to have some other events coming up where you're partnering up with them, right? Yes, yes. We're going to be doing some things with Mary, with music. And with Cindy, with nature, and we have some other surprises along the way, too. But it's really fun to put all of these wonderful, enriching things together and make an event out of it. And just to show people, yes, you can do all this together and just make a day of it and have fun. Oh, yeah, it's so, so good. So I know people are going to want to find you. So where are the online places that everyone can find you? Chalkpastel.com. And okay. then I also have a blog at hodgepodge.me and I share homeschool reviews at thecurriculumchoice.com. Perfect. Hey, okay. So I have a blog, which, you know, I am well known to be able to rattle on and talk and talk and talk. And I get on my screened porch, or as we say down here, screened in porch. And I can talk. The dog and I are out there and we talk about most anything. And it's called From My Back Porch. Isn't it? Yes. yes. That's her <laughs> podcast. My podcast. Yes. So we, and we will we will link to all of that over the show notes. Absolutely. So everybody can find you because I know they're just gonna wanna connect with you more now after hearing from you. This has been so wonderful. And we're so grateful really to join so us. Yeah, well, thankful to have you on. We are just thrilled to finally be with you and talk to you. And, you know, you two are just rock stars to us. We're just Aww, thrilled to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. back at you. I, I actually, I know. I know before. Well, we'll wrap up the podcast. And then I know I have a child who would absolutely love to say hello. Oh, so. <laughs> There's just so much. Like I say, I, I just think at the end of every day, I'm just such a spoiled child. I have been given so much. This is an opportunity to reach people all over the world. We have students that, you know, correspond with us from places in Africa, in China. We have wonderful students that, that just say, South, in Southeast Asia, just recently, a family, and they send us pictures. This, this to me, is not only for this country, but as far as this poor little voice can go, I'm going to do it. And it does give me Great, great joy, and I am totally blessed. 
Oh, and you give us so much joy. Your joy gives us joy. <laughs> what about you, Trisha? Is there something that's bringing you joy? Yes. Um, right now we're reading Mr. Popper's Penguins. And <laughs> it's with my younger children. And it's like the second or third time around because I have children of all different ages. So one thing that's bringing me joy right now is just to get to do all those things again. And remember what it was like with my older children and just soak that up. And I also just love talking and staying up late with my older children. So yes. just that balance, you know, right now of younger and older is, is bringing me joy. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kate? I was going to do a book too. We are reading the 68 rooms. Have you guys read that one? Oh no. Anybody? It was suggested to us by our little book club that we do. And it's just this magical story that I don't want to ruin for you should you read it, but it's one of those ones that captured my kids from the get-go, and it was unexpected because I hadn't researched it beforehand, and it was just something that kind of fell in our laps, laps and has turned out to be the most magical, one more chapter, can we read one more chapter sort of book, and I love those. Aww. Yeah. What about you, Kara? My fireplace is making yeah. me so happy. <laughs> it is Your fireplace makes me happy. <laughs> it is cold here, and being able to just curl up in front of the fireplace and the only problem is I'm not good at making fires so if anybody has any tips please send them in because I make them and they burn out and I have to ask my husband will you make me a fire before you go you need a boy scout that's <laughs> I do I, I gone this week and I've had trouble getting ours I can get it started but then every time I turn around it's fizzled out again but right. I put the boy scout on it and all of a sudden it's roaring Okay. All right. I wonder if there's like a rent a Boy Scout type of thing. That's a little weird. But I need to live closer because I would send mine over. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. I wish we all lived closer. We could all get together and sit on Nana's porch. Yes. Yeah. How fun would that be? Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Trisha and Nana. We have loved this and... We will have links to everything we talked about today over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. Thank you, ladies. Thank this you. Was such thank fun. you. It was Yay, a pleasure. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.